Hey, hey, everybody, quick announcement. We're doing a second CMP study starting May 6th. It's a total win-win. You get to come into league if you qualify for the study. Go through the first eight weeks of league, which we call the eight-week parenting pivot. It's this incredible deep dive of implementing Connect Method Parenting. And we get to follow your progress to show the impact Connect Method Parenting is having on parents who implement it in their home. So it's a total win-win. All you've got to do is apply for the study before May 6th because that's when it closes, because that's when we're starting it. There's a link in the show notes. So you just click that link, answer some questions. If you pre-qualify, we'll reach out to you, confirm that it's a good fit, and then we'll be off to the races. So if you've been waiting for an opportunity to jump into league, but you've been hesitant for whatever reason, see this as your sign. It's your time to jump in. I would be so grateful because my mission is to get CMP out to more people. And part of that process is collecting statistical data, showing how it works for people in their home, in real situations. So it would be such a blessing for me if you feel inspired to participate in this study. And it would be such a win for you because you will be able to have access to the tools to shift from corrective to connective parenting. Now, this is only available until May 6th. So jump on it while you can. And if you're not interested in participating in the study, but you would like to start implementing Connect Method Parenting, you want that assistance to guarantee you success. League is open for general traditional signup as well. So you can sign up that way as well. You don't have to participate in the study, but both will close May 6th. So whether you are entering the traditional way or through the study, May 6th is the deadline, and we're not going to reopen until July or August for another round of league. I don't know if we're going to do another CMP study. We'll just have to wait and see. So now is the perfect time to join. And I just wanted to let everybody who's listening to the podcast know about this opportunity so that you don't go two more months and not have the help that you need. And real quick, before we get to the episode, I thought it'd be really fun to share some thoughts from people who just completed this study. I just, I just can never express how great this has been and how thankful I am. It's just been, it's been everything. It's been so good. Like, are we only two weeks in? It's like night and day already. There's just been this total shift. I feel like our hearts are like so connected. Thank you. I'm so grateful. I, I really, really see the change. So fun. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So if you're ready to create a change in your parenting, you're ready to go from corrective to connective parenting, I would love for you to come participate in the study um, or you can come in traditionally, but you got to get your application in before May 6th because that's when we're closing the doors. And the results, by the way, were so incredible from the first study. I am going to do a whole podcast episode about it to let you know what happens when we implement Connect Method Parenting now that we have the data to support that. But we want a bigger, a bigger base to pull from so that we have hundreds and hundreds of moms that have gone through this study, maybe even thousands. So if you are feeling inclined to come join us in the study, and if you have any questions, reach out to us at hello at connectmethodparenting.com and we'll get back to you. All right, on with the show. I have been able to have the privilege of teaching Connect Method Parenting to over 10,000 parents. That is an honor. Welcome to the Connect Method Parenting Podcast, where correction is out, connection is in, and your kids want to listen to you. I'm Andy Martineau, creator of Connect Method Parenting, here to help you stay calm, confident, and connected no matter what. Yo, yo, everybody. This week's podcast is a treat. You are getting a sneak peek into a workshop I recently did. Turned out so well that as I was reviewing it, I thought this could be an episode. It went two hours, so we're just going to give you the first 30 minutes if you want the rest of it, because this is just the very beginning. I'm going to put a link in the show notes where you can get the replay. So without further ado, I'm going to let the podcast roll right into the workshop. 
Enjoy. Thanks everybody for joining me today. I'm so excited to talk to you about how to stop yelling and really what culminates into how to get your kids to want to listen to you. So just really quickly, I'm going to take a second to introduce myself, not because you need a full bio on me. You do not need a full bio on me, but I do think it is important to have a little bit of background. So my name's Andy Marino. I'm a mom of six kids. They're now 15 to 23. I'm a retired nurse. I'm a reformed yeller. I'm a best-selling author, which is so amazing, and the creator of Connect Method Parenting, which is a methodology that helps you stay calm, confident, which is very important, and connected so you can build those strong relationships with your kids, know how to handle whatever comes up with your kids in those tricky situations. It's a step-by-step, very simple, doable guide. A lot of parents have called it the parenting playbook they always wanted. So that's what I am about. That's what I've created. And here is a picture of my family. None of my kids especially love this picture, but I love this picture because it shows how they're all just so different. This was such a fun picture that was captured by my sister a few years ago. So you get a glimpse of the Martineau family and what we're all about. Oh, and here's my best selling book. It's so fun. You can go get it on Amazon or Audible. Okay, so I haven't always understood what it looks like though, to be this calm, connected, confident parent. And I want to say that because a lot of parents who come to me, they'll look at people in their lives and they'll say, they're just born patient. So I can't get there. And what I want to say to everyone that I was not born patient and I came into parenting with a lot of excitement and fell flat on my face really, really fast. I wanted to be a mom since I was little and I was so excited after child number two stopped practicing nursing and became a full-time mom. So I came home. Who can relate? You come home and you're like, this is what I want. This is what I want to be a mom. And then for me, it was very alarming because there were a lot of things that did not go as planned. I was edgy with my kids a lot of the time. And the reason I want to set this up this way, you guys, is because if you're feeling this way, know I've been there and you don't have to stay there. If you feel like you're yelling, that was me. I was yelling and feeling like a failure. I was going to bed angry with myself, frustrated with myself, sometimes angry and frustrated with the kids. I tried all of the things, rewards. I was really good. I wanted to be positive. We had this dollar store assortment of things that were to incentivize the kids. That didn't work. And I was trying consequences. I was trying rewards. I was trying ultimatums, timeouts, lecturing, the whole shebang. Have you guys tried the whole shebang? I call it corrective parenting now. Back in the day, I just called it parenting. That's what a lot of us call it in the Western world. I didn't know anything different. It wasn't working. I didn't know why. I thought it was me. And there was a lot of shame. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I was really embarrassed. Hopefully you're not like that. And if you are, I give you permission to release the shame right now. It's just not worth it. So this miraculous event happened. It was actually very horrendous and terrible, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And it was one of many failure moments, but this one had a different twist to it. So I call it the great baby powder blizzard of 2007. It all started out really remarkable. I had actually been like really successful getting things done, the dishes, gotten myself dressed. My oldest was off to school. My baby was asleep. I was killing it, cleaning the house, feeling like a million bucks. 
And then I realized it had been about 30 minutes until I had heard from my youngest toddlers. You know, they were that toddler age. There were three of them. They're roaming the house and I hadn't heard from them for a little while. So I got a little concerned. I don't know if you guys can relate. If toddlers are quiet, it's time to be a little concerned. So I heard some noise in the playroom, which was this two-car garage off of the kitchen, been converted into a livable room. The opening to it was just the opening of a door. So I had to get really into the room to see what was happening. And when I peeked in, I saw a Costco-sized bottle of baby powder on the floor and white everywhere. In my brain, it was a blizzard. It's really funny, actually, looking at this picture. I'm going to show you the picture I took from it, from the event, because it doesn't look as doused as in my brain. I was processing everything white. We had this big brown beanbag. You're going to see it in the back. Thought it was totally covered. My kids were covered. It, they did ruin electronics. They ruined a DVD player and a Nintendo GameCube that we had just sprung for. And we did not have money to replace it. And they'd opened it up, poured all this stuff, this baby powder in. And I walk in and I am just frazzled to the T because I'm already edgy. Yeah, I'd had a productive morning, but I was already edgy. And so I start going into the corrective stuff. That's all I knew. I thought, be responsible. Make sure they know that this is not okay. So I lectured. I gave them a consequence, no friends. I gave them ultimatums. You guys have got to clean this up or fill in the blank, all of the things. And then I look down at my son, who's now 19 and maybe four at the time, should have done the math, but three, four, five at the time. And I look down at him and he goes from this huge smile, like, look at this amazing thing we made to crestfallen, seriously crestfallen, starts to cry. I've crushed him. And the most miraculous thing happens. I am able to pivot, which is nothing I deserved. I didn't earn it. I don't know how it happened, but I went from being angry to being accepting. My thought went from this should not be happening. What are these kids doing? I'm yelling. I'm not proud of this. I do not respect the person I was being at the time. I was out of control. That was all on me. And I am able to look down at Cooper and my thought changed from this shouldn't be happening to this is what's happening. That's such a small pivot. But in my body, my nervous system was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay that this is happening. Great. Okay. And I leaned down and I looked at Cooper in the eyes, which is something since then I have found is very powerful to see powerfully our children, to get on their level, to look at them in the eyes, to build a working relationship with them. And we had this release of tension and we hugged and I went and grabbed my camera because back then my if my phone did have a camera, I don't even remember if I had a phone. If it did, it wouldn't have been good. So I grabbed the camera and I took this picture of my three kids. Look how happy they are. The one with the grimace, this one, that's Cooper. That's the one who started it. And it was amazing because it just changed everything. And we were able to clean up this terrible blizzard, which I thought was going to take hours to clean up in relatively a short period of time. And Sure, we were disconnected for a minute as I went on my little tirade as a parent, but I was able to come back and reconnect. I didn't have to use any consequences. I didn't have to use ultimatums, bribes, nothing. I didn't use anything other than connection. And after that day, I thought, there is something I do not understand that I must understand. 
I must understand what is happening so that I can do this again, because I want to do this every time. My goal is to be a mom. And I know that as these kids get older, they are not going to respect me or listen to me if I lose my mind. So I went on a rampage. My background in science tends to drive me to data and I need evidence. So I went on that quest. I went to find evidence. I learned about parenting. I actually organized some parenting retreats, brought in experts. I learned about the nervous system, cognitive behavior theory. I went to life coaching school. I studied meditation to try to calm my nervous system down. I read so many books about the nervous system, about all of the trauma that can happen. I went to developmental psychology courses because I was determined to figure out how to show up that way on demand. And I didn't know how to do it, but I wanted evidence. And I figured there was some evidence out there. Neuroscience, I studied that too, because I'm like, there's got to be stuff out there that shows me that this actually works. That proves what just happened with the baby powder blizzard of 2007 is reproducible and science-based. So that's what I did. And today I'm going to teach you what I learned over the last 16 years that has helped me stop yelling and helped me build solid relationships of trust and really trust myself enough to lean into this connection-based parenting, what I call connect method parenting, which is what my book is called. It's what my website is called because that truly is the new way. It's actually an old way. If you study some indigenous tribes, you'll see these principles alive and well, which is to me, another form of, yes, we're headed in the right direction here, but this is the way that we can parent that doesn't rely on leveraging consequences and rewards and anything punitive or anything where we're coming with this shouldn't be happening this way, this corrective mindset. So I am so excited to be talking to you about this. I am going to take just a second. We're going to dive into so many things today, but I want to just really quickly talk about if this is for you. So this is for you today. If you're yelling, you feel like you're yelling continuously you're struggling to get the kids to listen better. You're feeling like your kids aren't respecting you or taking you seriously. You're having a hard time controlling your temper. By the way, these were all me. This was all me back in the day. Wanted to be more patient. Don't want to have those battles. Trying to break the generational cycles and patterns that have been passed down. You don't want to be fighting over homework or over too much screen time. You want to learn how to get your kids to accept an instruction for you. You want to keep everyone on track. All of these things, if you're having defiance or bad attitudes, and that will especially come out even stronger as they become teens, you don't feel like you can follow through. You have good ideas, but you don't know how to get there. And you're feeling maybe on the edge where the kids are fighting or you're exploding way too quickly. And you're like, what is happening? This is not that big of a deal. And I'm blowing up. This is for you. I've collected this from the parents I've worked with. They have come in with these problems and they've tried setting clear consequences the best that they knew how. They've tried breathing techniques, which are beautiful, but maybe just didn't know how to implement it into the process. So it actually leveraged the connection and got them what they wanted. They've tried walking away, which again, great technique, but missing some components to have it work. They've tried to ask clearly, they've bribed, they've begged, they've apologized, they've taken away things, tried ignoring the behavior, not having all of the components. So if you want your kids to want, and that's a very big difference, we can get them to listen sometimes in a way that we don't respect ourselves very much around. But what we really want is to get them to want to listen. 
because that will allow them to cooperate. What we want more than obedience is to be chosen and respected by our children, to have a relationship with them, because ultimately they have to choose to want to listen to us. And that is how we are going to have the most impact and influence. As soon as I started releasing my desire to control the kids, I was afraid that would be dangerous to not use consequences. They were just going to run rampant. As soon as I started to realize, oh, that's just a false belief that I've inherited from society, not actually true. Then my kids started listening so much better. The irony of it is not lost on me. The power of it is something I'm preaching from the rooftops because it, once we understand this, you will never go back. If you resonate with that, then you're in the right place. We're going to work on turning things around for you. Today, I'm going to help you start to replace the typical parenting tools that are out there with the most powerful parenting tool available connection. And my approach is to help you discover why your kids won't listen to you or why they aren't listening to you so we can get them to want to listen to you and for you to understand, because for my brain, this was critical. I had to understand why traditional parenting beliefs, mindsets, practices, tools did not work. If I didn't understand that, I wasn't going to be able to move forward. So we're going to unpack that. I have been able to have the privilege of teaching Connect Method Parenting to over 10,000 parents. That is an honor. And helping them learn the things they need to learn to move past corrective parenting into this whole new world of Connect Method Parenting. And my goal is to make parenting fun again, make it easy, doable with these simple science-backed steps that actually work. So what we talk about today is what I teach the parents I work with one-on-one. It's what I teach in my coaching program called the League of Extraordinarily Connected Parents, where parents get courses and coaching and support to help them implement Connect Method Parenting. So we're going to talk about as much as I can today in this workshop, what I teach them so that you leave knowing what you need to do to stop yelling and show up as the parent you want to be for your kids. And this was going to put you on the path to get your kids to want to listen to you. So today we're going to start. This is just the beginning. So excited. We're going to start by talking about some thoughts and beliefs that a lot of my clients come to me with, because there are a lot of misconceptions about what your kids' behavior mean. And at the root, that's a lot of what's happening and why our emotions are so triggered and we yell and we lose control and we feel hopeless and helpless. So we're going to, we're going to talk about what behavior actually means. And I'm going to sell you on wanting to spend all of your time or the majority of your time doing something else connection. So you're going to start relearning what to believe and think about your kids off track behavior. We're also going to dive into 10 very common misconceptions. I call them thought errors. Most parents have when dealing with off track behavior. I've coached so many moms, hundreds, hundreds of people one-on-one taught it to thousands of people. And I've distilled it to the most common mistakes we make when it comes to viewing and interpreting our kids' behavior. Then I'm going to teach you a very specific process that helps me stop yelling faster than anything else, which is my five-step stop yelling process. And I'm going to walk you through that entire thing. And I'm also going to take you through the three CMP strategies, which are the most amazing connective strategies that you'll ever hear. It's going to turn things around for you. And I'm also going to talk about the psychology I carry inside of me, the thoughts that I believe about my child's behavior And that I'm thinking, especially holding on to those thoughts when my kids have off-track behavior. This combination of things has allowed me and so many other parents to stop yelling, get them to want to listen to you, build stronger relationships, all of those things. 
So if you could only say there's one problem you're having, what is that biggest problem? I want you to pop it in the Q&A. If you're new to Connect Method Parenting, I have a great way for you to get started. I created a free course that covers some of the biggest challenges parents are facing and how Connect Method Parenting solves them. In an hour, we're going to talk about why parenting is so hard, how to get your kids to want to listen to you, how to stop yelling and losing your cool and become that calm, confident, connected parent for good. It's the fastest way to get started using connection as your go-to tool for influencing and impacting your kids. Go to cmp.works forward slash course to get instant access today. That I yell continuously. Okay. Whining kids, it grates on me. Sibling relationships. I react before thinking, which my go-to is yelling. I get it. I get it, Amanda. That was me. Kids not respecting me. Yes. Kids won't listen to me. They're not taking me serious. Disconnection with my emotions and kids' emotions causes me to yell. Karen, my stepdaughters do not connect, but butt heads constantly. Yeah, that sibling rivalry is a big struggle for moms. Disrespect between siblings, name calling. Yeah, this has been something. It's fascinating because through each age and stage, and I have my last two are a year and five days apart. They're Irish. Well, they should have been Irish twins. One was My number five was three weeks early. Number six was two weeks early. But due date wise, they were Irish twins and they're both girls. I understand this dynamic of the kids fighting for multiple reasons. And I want to just say that Connect Method Parenting is going to give you the tools to know how to navigate it because kids are kids, immature. Even as adults, we lose our minds sometimes when we're like, what just happened? I usually can do so much better than that. So this isn't about perfectionism. This is about being calm, confident, and connected no matter what. Kids hit each other and me, Heather, I get it, that I have a hard time controlling my temper, that I'm not patient enough. I do see a couple of you talking about your part in the problem. I'm having problems with patience or I'm reacting. It's beautiful. All of it to start to see all of it. Here's the kid's behavior. Here's the way I'm responding to them. That's contributing. When people reach out to me, when they send my company emails, when they send us an instant message on IG They're saying a lot of the things you guys are saying, because here's what's really fascinating. Back in the day, I believed, and this is the first thought error, I believed that the kid's behavior was the problem. Now, I know on our highest level of thinking, we're like, I know it's not totally the problem. Like, I know sometimes I'm contributing to it, but oftentimes thinking, but if they weren't so needy or whiny or they didn't hit each other, then life would go better. Although that is true. Oftentimes, what our brain wants to do is put all of the responsibility on the kid's behavior. And the biggest difference I want you to understand in what I teach that might be different than other parenting advice, books, experts you listen to, is that instead of focusing on the correction, which is a lot of times we're focused on their behavior and we're like, we got to stop their behavior, it's going to stop. But it's all about where are we focusing and where is the locus of control as we begin that journey And so instead of focusing on that, how do I get them to stop fighting? We dig to the root of it. It's the difference between having a fruit tree. Let's say we had an apple tree. I've never had a successful apple tree. Had one in Arizona, but it got ruined. Anyway, so it's like having the apple tree and saying, the apple tree is not working. The fruit's not 
producing the way it's supposed to, or maybe the fruit's not good. And me trying to solve the problem by putting ointment on the fruit, putting water on the fruit, putting fertilizer on the fruit, and missing the reality that the solution is getting to the roots of that tree and figuring out what is going on at the core of the tree. And so that's how I want you to think about this. It's not that we're not going to have beautiful apples. We are. We're just going to do it by getting to the root and then the tree will naturally produce better fruit. So I focus on connection, on deepening the relationship. Sure, we have to set limits. I'm going to go into that, but we're going to do even that with through the lens of connection. And we're going to connect not to try to get them to do something. I've had I've had this and this was me at the beginning. So like I'm putting myself out there and a lot of moms and dads I work with, they'll come to me and they'll have this sneaky desire to say, I want to connect so that the kids listen better. And the kids pick up on that. They're amazing mappers. We have to connect for connection's sake, not to try to once again, get them to do something. So we connect for connection's sake and we connect for the goodness of it, for the value of it, the worthiness of it. It looks like connecting even if they create a baby powder blizzard, even if they're fighting with each other. And I know you love them. Don't get me wrong. I know you love them. It's about staying calm in our nervous system so that we can stay present with that love and connection with them, even when they're acting out. And then of course, when everything's going well, so correction-based parenting or what we just call parenting in the Western world relies on consequences, timeouts, rewards, ultimatums, grounding, thinking that I have to come up with a consequence or a reward to incentivize them to do or not to do something. And that's how we're going to get the kids to listen. I want to just make sure we're all clear. That's the mindset that most of us have adopted. So we have to understand what that is so that we can start to backpedal and come away with something different. Connection-based parenting, or as I call it, connect method parenting relies on relationships. It relies on ownership. We'll talk more about that, but really understanding how we're contributing to the situation. No shame, no blame, but just getting curious about that. And a higher level of emotional intelligence, I call parental emotional intelligence. And it's that combination of things that is going to have the cumulative effect of getting our kids to want to listen to us better. It's That's when we get that beautiful fruit that just comes spontaneously, it seems, but it's spontaneously through the work at the root. So you don't need all those tips and tricks to get your kids to listen to you. Because when you understand Connect Method Parenting, Your kids will want to listen to you and you're going to be so much more equipped to not yell when things go off track, which brings us to the next thought error, which is parents believe managing the kid's behavior or telling them what they can and can't do is the essential part of parenting. Here's the truth. I believe that I need it. That was my job. I was a manager of their behavior so that I could sculpt them into the most amazing people and humans. And then I could be so proud of myself and so proud of them. But the essential part of parenting is creating an environment where they can thrive and fulfill their potential. That's the essential part of parenting. Parenting is more like being a gardener and less like being a sculptor. Think of your children like little seeds. You have no idea what they're going to turn into. Are they going to be a tulip? Are they going to be a daisy? Are they going to be an oak tree? One's not better than the other. They're just very different. And our job is to figure out how to keep them moving forward and progressing. 
so they can fulfill their potential. So that's the essential part of parenting. A sculptor would look at their child like a piece of marble and they would think, okay, it's my job to create a masterpiece from this really rough, rugged stone. And so you can see how, if that's your mindset, when things are looking great, you're giving yourself a high five and patting yourself on the back. And you're like, yes, child, you're doing amazing. And when things are going off track, you're blaming yourself and trying to really fix the child to fit this mold or this sculpture that you're trying to create. And it's just not healthy because it doesn't work. First of all, it's just not our role. We don't have that ability to decide what our child's going to turn into. We just have the responsibility to help them become the best version of themselves. And being able to approach everything that's going on with our kids as best we can or recover quickly because I'm not perfect. I'm not going to tell you I get it right every time. I'm just really good at recovering if I slip, if I'm tired, if I'm sick, if something's happened and I lose it. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I can we can go back and repair or we can just handle things so much better. Nine times out of 10, I'm able to navigate really tricky situations that totally would have thrown me off before in a connective way. And that's what my clients see too. It is a big mind shift to stop believing that we need consequences because you've gone from spending a lot of time and energy and effort trying to figure out how you're going to get your kids to do this, that, or the other, to stop whining, to stop hitting, to start doing their homework, to get in the car when they're supposed to, to go to bed when you ask. And you've believed that if you could just figure out the right thing, then all of a sudden, voila, everything would be amazing. However, the fact that we're having this conversation and see so many parents struggling with being the kind of parent they want to be shows us that those consequences and rewards, it's just not the strategy that actually works. Because if it did, we'd all be pros and we'd be just giving them out and our kids would be, yes, mom, thank you very much for that feedback, for taking my privileges away. I'm so thankful. I definitely learned to never do that again, said no child ever unless they're really people pleasing, but it's not coming from the best place, not setting them up to thrive. So this is exhausting. And this is one of many reasons why it doesn't work. And I'm not going to go into the whole history lesson of this. If you want to take my free course, I have 10 minutes I spend on the history of how we arrived at corrective parenting as our default parenting philosophy, where we just call it parenting. So go check that out. But just know that there's a lot of science that's started around, well, It's probably been around longer than this, but the brief version is around World War II. It kicked off and they proved that humans can be trained just like pigeons and rats. But we have this thing called prefrontal cortex and this higher level thinking. So it doesn't translate, but we've all believed it hook, line and sinker. So one of the big things that we have to, as we transition into connect method parenting is really understanding that this is not working. I want to give them direction. I want to give them feedback. They're not going to hear me very well. And I'm doing it from a corrective, frustrated, when it's fueled by a negative emotion. It's just not going to work, everybody. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, come check out League, my Connect Method Parenting Coaching Program, where we take this material and we apply it using my proven formula. Head over to cmp.works forward slash join.